want you to lift up for a second. Everything we have, good and bad. When I come to worship, I want to bring the best parts of me. I want to bring the parts that are happy and excited and joyful, thankful. And the truth of the matter is sometimes we have parts that are sucky and we we don't want to bring those. We don't want to bring fear. We don't want to bring frustration. We don't want to bring sickness. We don't want to bring pain. We don't want to bring guilt, shame, lack. And yet that's the part that he wants to exchange. He wants to give you joy for your morning. He wants to give you peace instead of fear. He wants to change the things that you are not wanting for what he wants for you. That song that said, your presence is an open door. The song says, so come now, Lord. But the truth is, he's here. But will I come? Will I come now, Lord, like never before? Will I step into the open door? Will I bring the stuff and lay it at his feet? Will I bring fear and say, I don't want this anymore? Will I bring depression? Will I bring lack? A poverty mindset? Will I bring sickness and say, this is not mine? I'm not going to hold on to it like it's my diagnosis that I can walk around as an excuse for not getting stuff done. I'm not saying you're doing that. But ask yourself, what is the payoff that you're getting from holding on to a sickness? Are you getting attention? Are you getting sympathy? Can you be lazy? Can you walk in unforgiveness because of it? Because that's a payoff that is not worth it. God's wanting to redeem you from every curse and every lack and every need and provide for what you don't have. But will you come and will you walk through that door? During the worship time, I believe you were moved. Some of you moved. And I know Keith is ready to minister. I believe our prayer team is ready to minister. We're not going to go on until we bring, we come, and let go. And I'm going to ask you, close your eyes. This is not about me. This is not about you. God wants you to give him that stuff. And I want you to do it in a very practical, real way. I want you to hold your hands out in front of you as if you're carrying it in your hands. Can you picture it in your hands? Is there something that needs to get added to that pile? Unforgiveness, 
guilt, shame, anger, pride. Resistance, doubt, anxiety. You don't have to hold it long, but I want you to physically put it down in front of Jesus and step away. does not belong to you anymore. It has been exchanged. It has been reconciled. If you felt that burden lifted from you, I want you to shout. If you have not felt that burden lifted from you yet, I want you to come up front. Bring what you need to put down. Come up front ministry team, would you come? I don't know who it is. We're not going to try and put a spotlight on you. I want you to be prepared to put it down. Thank you, Linda. You can have what you always wanted if you let go of what you think you have. Hallelujah. Well, it just seemed to me and to the Holy Ghost that there's an opportunity for healing here today. Now, as believers, we know that we can always receive our healing between us and God. You know, it's already been given. It's a done deal. But yet, there are times where the Lord wants to do something special. I don't know how else to describe it. And there are those times where he just wants to move in our midst in a powerful way. I like those special times. I don't know about you. And I believe this is one of those special times. Now there's far more people in the congregation right now that need to be up here. Far more. Now, I want to talk about healing, but I also want to talk about the fact that the Holy Ghost, who's the one who saved you, and the same Holy Ghost is the one that heals you, and the same Holy Ghost is the one that delivers you, and the same Holy Ghost is the one that sets you free. The Holy Ghost is here. We sing about the Holy Ghost. We sing that your presence is here. Let's just act on it. What do you say? Now, if you're sick or have something tormenting you, you need deliverance from the enemy's been messing with you the Holy Ghost is here hallelujah hallelujah and I'm having trouble standing up right now so I know that the Holy Ghost is here now for the people who have come forward let me say this I was one of those people who when an invitation was given I'd say I'm not going up there I don't want to be embarrassed. Well, I don't know about you, but I'd rather be embarrassed and get healed than not do anything at all. Amen. Let me tell you a couple quick stories. My, my, my. When we were teaching in the Bible school, we uh, 
had the same impression that I had sitting over there that people need to be healed of tumors and cysts and lumps and things along those lines. I didn't, I didn't have a Holy Ghost cloud come down, an angel didn't appear to me, but something on the inside, that's where the Holy Ghost lives, said on the inside, minister healing to the people who had those problems. Well, I gave an invitation, two-thirds of the class came up. We prayed for them, laid hands on them, just like we're going to do with you folks. Two-thirds of the two-thirds got healed instantly, just disappeared. And the rest got healed within a day or two. One woman ran out of the classroom, came back with a big grin on her face. She said, I had a lump in my breast the size of a hen's egg. She said, it's gone. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Then another time, a man in our local church came up. He said, I woke up this morning with lumps all over my body. Never heard that one before. Laid hands on him and prayed. He fell out. Got up and started feeling of himself. He said, they're gone. Hallelujah. So that same Holy Ghost that saves you, fills you, heals you, delivers you, sets you free, is here today. And I want to give one quick instruction. Don't pray. Receive. This is not the time to pray. I'll do the praying. You do the receiving. So when we lay hands on you, we fully expect that the Holy Ghost will rise up big within you and come down upon you and whatever the affliction or the torment or whatever it is, you'll be set free. Hallelujah. Believe that? All right. And the rest of the prayer team can come up and go right ahead.
it's not too late. If you felt like you should have come, it's not too late. And if you feel like you're sitting on the sidelines watching, I want to encourage you. Imagine that you are standing before the throne of God and you're looking around in heaven. There is no sickness, no sadness, no tears, no guilt. Instead of spectating and assuming or judging what people have been letting go today, see your brothers and sisters the way that God sees them. When we see people the way God sees them, we can't help but love them. We can't help but help them. We can't help but minister. We're not in competition. If they're doing worse than we are, that doesn't mean we're winning. Step in. See what God sees. Many of you are familiar with the fact that sometimes when the Holy Ghost comes on, somebody, well, I don't know about you, but when the supernatural comes into contact with the natural, one of them's going to give. And it ain't going to be the supernatural. I said, this, I said this before, but one time I was working as an electrician, I got a hold of a hot circuit. That's not a good thing. My body did things I never knew it could do. Well, when you come in contact with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, something's going to give. Hallelujah. So this is not unusual. It's scriptural. You'll find it in the Bible all over the place. But what I've discovered over the passage of time is that many times when people fall out like that, God has taken something out that needs to be taken out. And he's putting something in that needs to be put in. And many times we've heard testimonies of people after they come to themselves and they get up, they said they had a vision of Jesus. And Jesus told them things about their situation that only they would know. Sometimes when the, the natural mind and the natural body gets out of the way, God can do some things. Now, I want to give one last call. I don't want to take up the service, of course, but 
Is there anybody else? Man, don't. You know, there's a story in the New Testament. Now, you can say what you will about it. But there's a story in the New Testament that said when the angel troubled the water, whoever jumped in got healed. Well, this is kind of a troubling of the water moment. have a word for somebody who says I'm going to do it my way I'm not going to do it your way you're at a fork in the road and the flesh says go this way everybody's doing this everybody's doing this it's rational it's logical. And the Holy Spirit wants to tell you, just watch when you let me lead. You have to make the choice. You have to walk the walk. But you can go his way and watch what he does. Or you can go the way of the flesh and have a somewhat predictable somewhat natural, somewhat rational outcome. It's still your choice. I noticed, uh, I just felt this one as uh, Keith was praying, and I was watching, just watching people, you know, people as he's praying for them. And there's a lot of times God said, you know, in my heart it says, just let it go. A lot of times you can't grab hold of something when your hand is full. And I saw people sitting here and it felt like they didn't want to let go of what was, let what was holding them. But we have to let go to be able to receive something or to embrace something. We have to let old beliefs go to be able to come in agreement with the new beliefs of who we are in Christ Jesus. But if, if you feel hesitant of coming up after service or during service, just sit there and say, Father God, I just let it go. I empty my hands. He gave me a vision one time of this guy climbing a, on a rope, you know, and he's trying to save himself and save himself. And here God is over here trying to help him. 
but he won't let go of the rope that reaches hand out. Whatever reasons we hold on to, believe me, I've held on some things that I don't like hope that I've held on to that caused me to have bad thoughts or whatever. You know, we're only human, but you need to let go to embrace. But that's just a word I just want to share with you is that as Keith was praying, you know, we need to, it seems like as soon as you say, let it go, it's like people were able to embrace what God was doing instead of holding on to what kept them in the condition or the place that we're at. We need to embrace a whole new line of thinking, a whole new line of visualization of who we are in Christ Jesus. And I just want to encourage you, if you're sitting there, that's one of the prayers Shannon and we had before we left the room out there is that God, that when you left here, you were able to lay your burdens down and walk out of here free. If anything else didn't happen, this is what today was about. God is here for you to let your burdens down for you can walk out of here free. Heads lifted high, hearts lifted up, hope and encouragement restored the manifestation of God's love for you. And that's what we're vision, that's what we're watching right now is God's love being expressed and demonstrated to you. Folks, you're watching some people walking out of a prisoner of war camp. They've been in a concentration camp, some of them for decades. If you were standing outside the gates, how would you respond when they come out? How would you embrace them? How would you greet them? How would you feed them? How would you clothe them? It may not be a physical need, but I want you, if you're in your seats right now, to find somebody that God laid on your heart who just came out of a concentration camp. 
and go and give them a hug. Yes, right now, where you are, stand up out of your seats and go and embrace someone. You have got something that they need. You have got something that they need. If you're not comfortable giving a hug, I promise you God's got enough grace for you. If you're not comfortable giving a smile or an encouraging word, God's got one for you. He's got one for you. It's okay. We can disrupt the service. The Holy Spirit uses people. And you're His people today. You are the body. This is not a church where we don't deviate from the plan. If you're watching online, thank you for watching online. I pray that God has met you in your, wherever you are, room, car. I thank you, Father, that you are not limited by distance and you are not limited by time. And I thank you that your presence is always with us. And as we yield to your presence, we are empowered. We are set free. We are comforted. We are encouraged. Everything that is broken is made whole. Thank you, Jesus. just to say this is not a limited time offer it's not this place that makes a difference it's your response when your heart says like Norman says I'm letting it go when your heart says I'm coming God is there and you can expect him to meet you whether you're watching online or whether you're taking this home to think about it. This is not a limited time offer. Yes, but this looks like Black Friday. Don't worry. He has got more than enough and he always will have more than enough for what you need.
some of you are watching like you've seen big trees blow over. And yes, there has been an uprooting. There has been an uprooting in here today. The sky is clear. encourage you, don't look for the big trees. Look for the little twigs. The twigs, the little weeds that God wants to uproot in your heart today. It's not major sin. It's not terrible sickness. God wants to do this in you every day but we're the ones who say mm -mm, nope that's mine and the truth is it is your heart and only you can give him access no one else can give him access only you can give him access only you can say yes no one else can tell you you must even if they do that pushback that you feel in your heart that's God-given free will. But what do you do with your free will? Do you reject the gift of grace? Or do you receive by faith? Man, today is a good day. I came in this morning feeling a little heavy. That is gone. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, that your plan for us has always been to live in abundance, to live in freedom, to live in health. I thank you, Father, that you, from the beginning of the world, had us in mind. You knew we would need this. You knew we would need a Savior. You knew we would need a Holy Spirit. And you have provided more than enough. Thank you, Jesus. You know, just during worship this morning, I was thinking, and I know a lot of you probably have friends or family, or you've been watching the news and you've been seeing what's happened down on the southwest coast of Florida. And for some, it creates this gratitude that we're not experiencing what they're experiencing and that's not a wrong gratitude to have that we're not experiencing destruction and, and death but it's not an either or situation we can grieve with those who grieve we can comfort those who mourn and we can be grateful that we're not experiencing that 
it's not an either or situation. We may not have damage in this area like they have down there. But you know what? If we did have damage like that here, this church would be out with chainsaws and bottled water and food and blankets and shoes and open doors to the people here. Now, we're not physically there, and us going physically there would put a burden on an already taxed system. But I believe that we can help. I believe that we can encourage. We can pray. We can send help. We can sponsor. They're going to need things that are just everyday basic things. You know, often when we have a storm come through, um, we'll tell people, if you want to donate, you can donate to the church and we'll get it to them. But I want to encourage you, this time we're going to do it slightly differently. If you are moved with compassion, if you are moved to give, if you want to support physical people on the ground, doing the work, making sure that there's distribution happening, supplies arriving where they need to be, I want to encourage you to support Samaritan's Purse. Samaritan's Purse is a Christian organization. They are evangelistic in their outreach nature, which means the gospel is primary. But they don't go just to preach. They go to heal and to lift up first. They've already got teams that are down in the area. So if you want to support financially, if you want to support Anybody who's been impacted by the hurricane, I would recommend go and donate directly to Samaritan's Purse. Do what God puts on your heart. If you don't feel like that's where you want to give, that's okay. But if you do, that's what we're recommending to do. Let's pray for them for while we're here. Father, thank you that when the storm comes, you are still with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are present with people that have lost everything. Father, those who know you, I thank you that they are experiencing your comfort, that they are hearing your wisdom, that they are experiencing your provision. I thank you, Father, for the words that have come out of their mouth, that our lives, that are words of life, Thank you, Father, for redeeming people from destruction. For those who have lost, I thank you, Father, that no matter what has been lost from them, that you are the redeemer, you are the provider, you are the source. I thank you, Father, that anyone who's harboring anger or bitterness as if you sent the storm or allowed the storm, that they would have a revelation of your goodness and your love. I thank you, Father, that as we encounter people who condemn you, I thank you, Father, that you give us wisdom and you give us grace to speak life, not to get into arguments, but to shine. I thank you, Father, that we have a hope we have a source. We have a comforter. And we
we're not prepared to let the devil kill, steal and destroy. More than anything, kill, steal and destroy faith. Faith in a good God, an eternal life, an abundant life. Give us your words, Father. Give us your eyes. going to move into our normal um, giving time. As always, thank you for your generosity. Thank you for helping Lake Haven Church get the gospel beyond the walls. Thank you for Lake Haven Church being able to go to the opposite side of the world, whether it's in person or via media. Thank you for supporting this church so that we can have comfortable seats, cool air sometimes. Thank you for supporting the church so that we can be a blessing in this community and around the world. It doesn't, you know this, because you've got an income that comes to your household. It doesn't happen by accident. It happens on purpose. And it's not Shannon's purpose or my purpose or T's or Stacy's purpose. It's God's purpose. Jesus came up, excuse me, he introduced the idea of the church, the way that the new covenant church has been founded. If you want to take it up, take it up with him. He said, we are a body and every joint supplies. Every part contributes. When one part's hurting, everybody hurts. So I want to agree with you. If you're hurting in the area of finances right now, I want to agree with you for a letting go of poverty, lack, fear, and a receiving of God's provision. Can you agree with me for that? Father, thank you that you became poor, that we may be rich. Not rich in monetary terms, but that our souls would prosper. And as our souls prosper, the rest follows. Your word says, seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness and everything else will come Father today we put down what we try to hold on to we give you our two fish and our five loaves and we let you do what you do thank you for multiplying in our lives Thank you for multiplying for those around us. Thank you, Father, that you overflow your blessings in our life, that there are basketfuls that are leftovers. I thank you, Father, that this is not a 
some win, some lose. In the kingdom, we win together. Thank you that we can win together. Help us to lift up each other's arms when one is tired, when one is weak. Lead us by your spirit to encourage, to give words of wisdom, to give words of knowledge. Thank you, Father, that this body is empowered to be a new covenant church that is a light on the hill. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you. Man, thank you for Dave and Hunter. They did such a great job sitting in They were awesome. They were awesome. Um, you know, um, my heart is stirred, and, and we, know, we know that we have brothers and sisters. In fact, we have uh, friends in the, uh, in the ministry that have a church down in Naples, and fortunately, we, we stayed in touch with them as much as we could, and, and they actually were pretty much unscathed. They, um, church was fine. Homes were fine. They lost power for a little bit. They have their power back on, so we're grateful that, that they too, even though they were um, close there, they, they were unscathed. But I do have on my heart this, you know, when, when Karen was talking about this, I felt... I felt like um, Lake Haven, we could do something financial as well. And, and I know, Karen, and I totally agree, Samaritan's Purse is the pe- people to support. We have done something on our own before, but, but I, I really believe in the synergy of getting behind somebody who's doing something really well um, and, then, and really helping them along. So how about this as an idea? Why don't we, um, no matter what you were going to give in your heart pleasantly or or and not under compulsion, but cheerfully today, why don't we write that check to Samaritan's Purse? What do you guys think about that? We'll take, we'll take the entire offering today and send it down to Samaritan's Purse. I just feel, I just feel like that, that is a stretch for us. That is a stretch for us, but that's okay. God is more than enough. And I, I like what Corin said. We don't, we, don't need to, you know, we don't need to put a kink in our pipe. You know, when we want to, we just, we just want to make sure that we, get, we can be a blessing to those. And you know what? This, this scripture came to mind, and it's, it's a challenge. Um, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, talking about the Macedonians, and they, it was amazing. It says that, that for in a severe test of affliction, in verse uh, 2 of chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, it says, For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their, extre- their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. These people had not just poverty, they were, ext- they were experiencing extreme poverty. And they stripped up and they, and they, they, they responded with, a, with generosity, like extreme generosity, with a wealth of generosity. They gave according to their means, I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us, <laughs> begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. Isn't that awesome? Begging us, we want to help. We want to help. From their extreme poverty, they said this. And you know what? That is a grace. That is a grace. That is a God ability coming inside of us, enabling to do something that's not inside of, that's not inside of us. And so 
um, Paul writing them says this, and this, not as we expected, gave to themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. And then he says in verse 7, but as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. You know, we don't often say that, you know, people want to have an act, we want to excel in graces. And, and you know, we, did you notice graces? I like to call them graces, but because that's what 1 Corinthians 12 calls them. He says, uh, brother, I don't want you to be ignorant about the, the spiritual. It doesn't say spiritual gifts. I don't want when you be, he says, I don't want you to be ignorant of the spiritual. And he goes on to teach of the, the gifts of the Spirit. And, and there, are, there are numerous gifts of the Spirit. I don't know how many of you counted this morning, but there were at least five of the gifts in operation so far today. Just because there wasn't a drummer, sorry, Kyle, if you're watching online, <laughs> and there wasn't a cymbal clash, I have been on the crusade fields, and this is how miracles happen. Just because somebody doesn't make or make a big show of things, this is how God most often operates in the quiet, in the stillness, in the still voice, and in the wind. So I, am, I'm, I, I know that Corin spoke prophetically a number of times, as did Norman speak prophetically, as did Keith speak prophetically. We saw the gift of healing. We saw the gift of miracles. We saw the gift of prophecy. So there was a number of things that were flowing this morning. And, and, and I, I want you, you know, as we, as we respond to how the Spirit of God moves, because as we step into this, this, this new age that we're coming fast to, and we are already, the age has already begun. I really believe the, that, that sort of end-time harvest has already begun. I do believe that. I believe that we are stepping into that, and as we're equipping ourselves and uh, you know, we had Hans here a few a few weeks ago, and 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 the series that I've actually been doing is about being activated into these things. But but over here, we, these graces that I'm talking about, these graces that we see in operation, these graces, on, and you know, we can see. Oh well, isn't wonderful that Keith can flow so so effortlessly in the gift of healing and miracles, and he does. Um, and you know that the, that that we can all we can all to a certain degree we can all lay hands on the sick and see them well. That is, a, that is a promise because if we go and teach in the gifts, and Hans did touch on this as well, there aren't, gifts aren't, g gifts are given as God wills at the time. So, but there are tendency, there are offices, there are places where some people tend to operate in a gift more regularly, right? Their, their grace of them flows more easily in a certain area, generally speaking. And that's how the body is put together. So when, when, when Keith operates in, the, in, in healing like that, or, you know, I, I, you know, thank you for jumping in and participating because that's how the body flows. That's how we connect. And, and if you, I know that there were people healed. If you were healed this morning, make sure you write that testimony down and, or text us on the text in church number. Get hold of us. Let us know that you have a testimony so that we can record it and bless everybody, okay? We're going we're gonna to record that testimony from you and we want to get it down. But, but also, I want to encourage you, if you were healed, learn about healing because there, you, there, is, a, there is a grace of healing there to lay hold of your healing. Sometimes that word of, that word of Norman was, was absolutely prophetic in saying, in, in saying there's things we've got to let go. And, 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 and I tell you, more, more often than not, sometimes our healing is not being prevented by God. You've heard me teach on that numerous times. God is not the problem. God is, not wait, God is waiting on us. God wants you and I healed more than we want to be healed. That is God's nature. 
but we stop it. We are the ones that limit God. And, and sometimes we hold fast to traditions of men. We hold fast to ideas. We hold fast and we are fixated about certain things. And we've got to learn to let go. So if you are in a service like this, no matter where you are, you can go to a big fancy evangelist and you can experience healing. And believe me, you can, you can also, if you don't know how to let certain things go, do you know that you can just pick up that sickness again? Or that issue again? Effortlessly. Because you think you deserve that. Or you believe that because you did something in your past, you lay hold of it. Or because you're holding something that you're not supposed to. It's not God that comes back and gives you an illness or a sickness. So learn to lay hold of your healing. Learn to let go of the things that we're supposed to think. And that does come by grace through faith. It comes because of a lack of knowledge that we do these things. So when Healing University kicks off again, stay, lay hold of these things. Because if you don't know how to do it, you can live beneath your means. You can live outside of your promised land. We've been speaking about this, amen? So you've got, you've got to learn to lay hold of it, and you've got to learn to let go of certain things, okay? The problem is not with God. It's with our lack of knowledge. Amen. I know that doesn't sound nice because we want to just blame God. Well, God can heal me if he wants to. It's easy to blame God. And I know many of us, including me, grew up in a, in a denomination in traditions like that that say those kind of things. But it absolutely is not true. It's absolutely not true. It's not, the healing is never up to God. And we could teach for a long time. That's why we have, he, that's why we have Healing University. How many sessions is, have we done already in Healing University? 32 sessions. Those are top-notch speakers, world-class speakers. They've done 32 sessions, and they're not done yet. The last third of it is starting in January, probably, on Sunday. But I'm, 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 I'm letting you know that the, these are real things, and there's so many of these things that we can lay hold of. But what I'm trying to get in, one of, in the Macedonians over here, Paul encourages, writing to them in, in the, writing to the Corinthians, he says, excel in this grace also. Isn't that interesting? You know, we get to feel like we either have a grace or we don't. We either can operate in prophecy or we don't. We either can do this or we don't. Yet we are told to eagerly desire the greater gifts. Why? If God just sort of randomly gave people gifts and didn't give other people those gifts, why would he tell us to eagerly desire to prophesy? Why would he tell us to eagerly desire to excel in this gift? Which means we don't need to. If we chose not to excel in the gift, this gift of gracious giving, then we won't have to. And you don't. You don't have to. But it is an option. And we're, we're asked in, and you can go and look it up in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, but as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in, in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. So I believe we're going to put our money where our mouth is, literally. And today, we want to give today's offering, we're going to win, we want to give it to Samaritan's Purse. Amen. So, I just, I'm excited to do that. I think that, 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 um, that we can get behind that. And thank you for your generosity, you, you, you wonderful Lake Haven people. We so appreciate um, all you are and who, all you get into supporting us and, and supporting us. I mean, not us, us. Amen. Uh, amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. You know, um, um, I, I do not feel like we should do go into a message um, that, that I had, you know, and we will whenever. <laughs> I, I did have a part three, but never mind. This is, this is absolutely, is that good with you? I know it should be. Why? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. Father, thank you that our hearts are sensitive to hear what you're doing, how you're flowing with us. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for operating such a wonderful way. Father, we just thank you for your great love. We thank you for demonstrating your love in such a wonderful way. For such a wonderful way, Lord. I thank you for every person whose life has been changed this morning, even online. I thank you for the gifts that are in operation, people who heard words, people who let things go, people who were let out of prisons. Because that's what you do. That's what your anointing does. Your anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. It destroys the yoke of bondage. And so we enforce that destruction. We let your life and your love and your light, the light of your gospel, the light of your good news, we let that into our hearts. And if you came here this morning or if you're watching online and you've never responded to Jesus, that's the absolute first thing to do. All you need to do is turn your heart toward him and say, Jesus, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving my sin on that cross. I declare you Lord and Savior of my life. And I believe that you, Father, raised him from the dead. Father, we thank you for victorious lives. Lord, we don't want to just stay stagnant and stopped. But Father, we're eager to step into this grand unknown, this next step, our next step, because we're not going alone. We're going together together as a family and together with you because you never leave us or forsake us. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for freedom. It is for freedom that you, Jesus, our Christ, the anointed one, has set us free. It is for freedom that you have set us free. So we eagerly lay hold of that freedom we lay hold of the freedom of giving. We lay hold of the freedom of health. Freedom of emotional deliverance. We send away depression. We send away unforgiveness. There's, there's some that have just pushed that away today and I, I, I applaud you. Just there's things that some of you may have held onto for years, bitterness, against a family member or against a boss or somebody. Just send it away. Freely you have been forgiven. Freely you have been forgiven. And so we forgive all those that have sinned and hurt us in any way. We send it away. We send it away. Thank you, Jesus, for your great love. Thank you for your great love.
This morning, um, if you have other needs that you would like to, to still speak to, if you weren't prayed for, like Karen said, the gates aren't closed. We have prayer ministers here. Um, I, most encourage, I most especially want to encourage you, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, then I want to encourage you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's an absolute essential. After being born again is to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And there's many ways to call it and to diagnose or to specify certain things. But, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know about that, come, let us give you a book that you can take home and study and, and we can help you with that. Amen. We love you guys. Thank you for being here with us today. Is there anything else that we need to mention? I think. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? We've been given so much. This is just, this is just the fuel station. Take, out, take your, take your uh, Maserati, whatever, you, whoever, whatever car you might see yourself. Maybe you see yourself as a big truck. Take it out there and, and take it to the world, right? Take what you have been freely given. Take it, to, take it to the world around you. To the other gas pumps and people in your workplace. Amen. Amen. We will see you, um, we will see you next week or over the weekend or Wednesday. What, hmm? Overflow Wednesday or next week. And the life groups are happening, people. So um, plug in, jump in. There are assimilate groups. And if you, if you don't know what life groups are, you can text group groups to our texting church number and you can jump in on some of those we love you guys have a great week